Hello, and welcome to the Teaching in Medicine podcast, where we explore effective teaching of the healthcare providers of tomorrow. I am your host, Dr. Kathleen Timmy. Welcome back to Teaching in Medicine, everybody. If you are thinking, I haven't heard that voice before, you have a guest host today. My name is Dr. Beth Buchan, and I'm a pediatric hospitalist here at Primary Children's Hospital. And I have been interested in teaching in medicine for a long time and a long time with our podcast. And I stumbled across Dr. Timmy's podcast after being on service and some residents actually recommending it to me as a great podcast to listen to. So as I started listening to teaching in medicine, I was wondering how Dr. Timmy got started with podcasting. And I reached out to see if I could interview her for this podcast to learn more about podcasting in general. So welcome to the show, Dr. Timmy. Well, thank you, Dr. Vuk, and it's fun to be on the other side. Well, let's talk about podcasting today. So first of all, Dr. Kimmy, tell us a little bit about yourself, first your, your clinical role. Yeah, so I um, grew up in Buffalo, New York. I went to undergrad and medical school there and then moved to New Haven, Connecticut, where I did my pediatrics residency and endocrine fellowship and then came here in 2018 for my first uh, clinical role after completing fellowship. And I am a pediatric endocrinologist, and I split my time between clinical work and medical education. And at this point, it's a pretty much 50-50 split. So I have clinics in general endocrinology, diabetes, and also differences of sexual development as my subspecialty clinic that I do on a quarterly basis. And then the rest of the time is focused on the fun stuff on medical education. Great. Well, what is your favorite part of medical education? So for me, I really love helping trainees become effective teachers. And so during fellowship, I created a program to help fellows become better educators. When I first came here to the University of Utah, I was part of a pathway at the medical school helping students become better educators. And now I focus on more resident as teacher curricula. So I'm really fascinated on how we develop that teaching skill set. And so my main academic and research interest is in curricula focused on teaching skills. Amazing. So how did you get into podcasting as a form of teaching? Yeah, so I, you know, like many people really enjoy listening to podcasts myself. I find um, them really fun and engaging while I'm driving or exercising, just helps the time go by um, to be able to get some entertainment or learn something while I'm doing other things. And so I personally like to listen to podcasts. And I was um, getting involved at the medical school level with the program for students who rotate in rural settings and then kind of transitioned into a role for um, getting involved with residents who rotate in rural settings. And thinking about how I could develop a resident as teacher type program um, for those residents when they're away from the academic hub. And I began thinking of all the different ways you can, you know, deliver that content. So I could give them articles to read or do, you know, virtual meetings. And I got thinking, well, I listen to podcasts. Um, Literature shows that many residents listen to podcasts. Why don't I develop some podcasts with um, content around education and teaching? And so that's kind of where the initial ideas started. And I met with a few other podcasters here at the university to figure out what the the process was like, um, because I really was starting with no um, baseline 
um, knowledge on how to create a podcast, which is probably reflected in my very early episodes, but really just kind of learned how to do it and, and ran from there. Well, myself, and I think all of our listeners have, of course, listened to podcasts, but I don't really know what goes into creating that podcast. So tell us more about that process. Yeah. So usually, you know, maybe a month before I'd like to put an episode out, I'll start thinking of who I would like to be the guest and what topics I would like to cover, start to interview or invite somebody to come and interview. And then once they accept, I try to email or talk back and forth about potential questions and ideas to make sure that they're comfortable with what we're going to talk about and that I'm asking questions that are of interest to them and also thinking about what questions are of interest to the listeners. And then I typically email them about a week before with a a rough outline of what topics I'd like to cover just to see if there's any last minute additions or edits. And then we get to the recording day, which just like we're doing now, um, this is actually just a recorded um, virtual meeting. And then the tricky part happens, you know, after we have that recorded content, um, then I'll edit over the next couple of weeks. Um, And then I host my podcast on Anchor, which is a website that you can host a podcast for free. And so... After I've edited the episode, I will upload it, usually the day before it's due. (laughs) I try to stick to um, first and third Monday mornings to put the episodes out. And so far, I've been able to stick to that. Um, And then after the episode is released, there's um, the promotion part of it. So I always send the link to the guest um, so they can send it to their colleagues. And then I try to posted on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as well for the followers that check out what's coming up um, in those venues that they can know a new episode was released. Well, how do you come up with your topics? Is it something you're personally interested in or someone to ask you a question about? Yeah, that's a great question. It's some of both. Um, My initial episodes, I started with just meet the educator interviews where I would pick a person and then Um, get to know their background, how they got into medical education, and then explore um, whatever their specific interest is in a little more detail. Lately, I've been trying to do more topical episodes. So an episode on feedback. So it's it's more on a content area than on an individual person, because I found that those type of episodes get a little bit better traction. So I, you know, talk to residents, talk to students, I have the teaching in medicine uh, podcast at gmail.com address where ideas can come in. And so I try to keep topics that are, are relevant for the listeners. And then I also try to stay on top of timely events. So we had a couple episodes on teaching during COVID, um, some episodes on microaggressions um, in the learning environment. So I try to keep up with what, what the latest is in medical education. And then once you've had that topic, how do you go about formulating the questions that you ask your participants and directing or leading the discussion? Yeah, I think that's the fun part. So, you know, once I have somebody who's committed to be interviewed, um, then I think about, well, what are all the things that I want to know about this person? And hopefully other people are curious about those same kind of things. Um, In general, I... I ask a lot of similar questions of each guest, kind of how did they get to the role that they're in? 
Um, and then whichever the topic is, like, how did they gain that expertise? What is it that they have to teach us on the topic? And so it normally just stems from kind of what my curiosities are about what they do, but also what are, what's their area of expertise? What kind of unique things can they share? And then I always close with the same question each episode, just to keep that theme running through. And then honestly, a lot of the interesting questions come from the guests themselves. So when I send out those questions the week before, they may say, oh, did you know about, you know, this interesting thing going on in my field? And um, and so some sometimes they guide the questions too, because I'm having them on because they're experts in their field. And so I don't always know what are the things to ask. And also I'll take a look at the literature and um, just kind of search um, what is known on a given topic. You know, if, especially if I'm unfamiliar with the area, I kind of want to catch up a little bit so I know what questions to ask. So a little bit of combination of a lot of different things. That's great. So take me through the nuts and bolts of the time commitment, the planning, um, how much time it takes after the recorded Zoom to edit and publish and what it's like to get it from start to finish. Well, I'd say, you know, once I have an idea and reach out to somebody um, who can come on to talk about that topic, that's maybe... I don't know, maybe a half hour of pre-episode conversations. Then once I'm ready to come up with a script and send it back to the person to see what their thoughts are on the questions. Um, And I feel like I'm giving away some of my secrets because (laughs) um, as much as listeners might think it's a perfectly organic conversation, a lot of it is um, the question topics are planned ahead of time. And that just comes from not wanting anybody to be anxious as they come on as a guest. And I've been a guest on a few different podcasts and I always appreciate it when I have time to think about the questions ahead of time. So anyways, I would say that coming up with a script and back and forth and finalizing the topics we're going to talk about maybe another half hour. So that's about an hour before recording. And then I say recording typically takes anywhere from a half hour to an hour. And then we're condensing it down to 20 to 30 minute episodes. Um, sometimes dividing, you know, one discussion into two parts. Like you've seen, there's a few episodes that are part one and part two. It's a really great um, discussion. I really try not to give the listeners an hour of content because, you know, the average commute is 20 or 30 minutes. The average workout is maybe should be an hour, but probably isn't an hour. <laughs> so I try to keep it um, consistent with what, how, how much the listeners are going to digest at a time. Yeah, so that's kind of um, the recording day. And then the editing process in the beginning took me forever. I would say probably, you know, for every minute of, of an episode, at least five minutes of editing. And then I always listen to it one more time before I put it out there. So if it's a, you know, half hour episode, it could take me two, three hours to get through the editing process. I've gotten a little bit more tech savvy now. Um, I use Adobe Audition. There's some fun features where you can level out the voices. Um, so they're at equal volumes. There's some ways that you can get rid of background noise. Um, but sometimes it takes longer for certain episodes than others. Um, it also depends on uh, if we re-record answers or if there's a lot of likes or ums. I try to cut some of those out too. Um, um, there we go. I'm gonna have to cut that one out, (laughs) but 
yeah, it just kind of depends. So a couple hours at least for editing the episode and then uh, promoting the episode, you know, putting it on social media, maybe 15, 20 minutes. So that's why I stick to every other week at most because um, with our busy clinical schedules, I don't think I could keep up with a weekly episode unless I had somebody to do the editing for me. Well, that actually made me think of a different question. So I'm going to spring this one on you because I didn't preface um, or let you know this question ahead of time. But I had a question about how you feel about your social media presence. I've been thinking that. I think as pediatricians, we think a lot about screen time and um, especially with the pandemic, having more things being social media focused or kind of the way people keep in contact with each other. And I don't, I guess I don't know how to a specific question, but I wonder about how you feel about posting things and if they're like pitfalls or things that you find really difficult with social media. I'd say that's where I struggle. I struggle with increasing listenership through social media, probably because I'm a horrible user of Twitter and I don't just, I don't quite understand what hashtags to use to um, kind of reach the target audience. Um, I would also encourage listeners to listen back to the episode I recorded with um, Dr. Karishma Sriram on social media and medical education. And so I think there's just so much more that I could be doing with social media um, to reach a wider audience. I do the the very basics. I um, post that there's new a new episode. I have a picture of my guest and put that out on Facebook, both on my personal Facebook page, but also the Teaching in Medicine has its own Facebook page. Um, and then I also post it on Instagram and Twitter. But I know there's there's meta chats in Twitter. There's other kind of connections um, within the med ed community that I think I need to tap into better. I've also tried just to follow um, any organization with people that could possibly be interested in the podcast. And I think I've, I've gotten a few follows from that. So I'll follow the university's medical school. I'll follow AAP. I'll follow, you know, different journals, Journal of Graduate Medical Education, just to try to get myself in, in different corners of the med ed world, but I would say I'm, I'm not doing it super effectively and would love any tips on how to do that better. I wish I had some tips. <laughs> who can help? Who can fix my Twitter? If you can fix my Twitter, please tweet me or give me an email. And let me know how to, how to fix this. <laughs> so now what do you think is the best part of making a podcast? I absolutely love getting to know the guests. Um, and typically they're people that I already know and admire and work with, but having them be a guest on the podcast lets me get to know them on a deeper level and also learn about their area of expertise. And it's just so fun to go below the surface and to know like what really excites somebody, what they're passionate about, what their talents are more than you would know by just passing them in the hallway. So that has been by far the most rewarding part is to really delve into it with my guests. That just made me think of another spontaneous question. Go for it. <laughs> um, who would you, like you could have anybody in the world as a guest on your show. Who would you want to have as a guest? Oh my gosh, that is a great question. Um, there are celebrities and wonderful people in the world um, that would be fun to interview. But I'm trying to think of from a medical education perspective, like somebody pertinent to, to our audience. 
Hmm. Let's do let's do both. It could just be like okay. a spontaneous fun interview and then also one for like the podcast. Well, I'm a big Brene Brown fan. I think she has great life advice and she hosts a really awesome um podcast that I like to listen to where she um interviews all sorts of people and just really gets into it with them. Um, gets to know them on a very deep level. And I feel like she just asks all the right questions. And so I really think it would be fun to interview Brene Brown. I'm listening to a book called The Book of Joy, and it's um, by the Dalai Lama. And I think he would be just a fascinating person to interview. And this book is basically an interview of him but kind of learning about balance and wellness and joy and being mindful and being appreciative. I think those are all things that, that we could benefit from knowing more about. So those are the kind of reach guests. I don't think <laughs> that will ever happen. <laughs> Maybe you just have to hashtag them. I know, like, like, like Dalai Lama (laughs) at at the Dalai Lama. I don't know. Does he even have Twitter? Maybe not. (laughs) Um, And then as far as the medical education world goes, that's a hard one. Um, You know, maybe somebody really high up in qualitative research, um, like Kathy Sharma's. I've read some of her books on qualitative research methodology and grounded theory. And I feel like she just knows how to put together a great education study. So that would be a bit of a reach, but super fun to figure out how she studies some of the interventions that we talk about. So she might be somebody that uh, that would be a, a reach med ed type guest. That's great. It's fun to think about these things. Yeah. <laughs> what is the hardest part about making a podcast? The hardest and the worst part about making a podcast is the editing. And I really took this on by myself and I don't have an assistant or anybody who does editing for me. So I had to learn from scratch, like how do you take an audio file and turn it into something halfway decent? And I edited using a lot of different software and then finally um, came upon Adobe Audition after recommendations from some of the folks over at the library who podcast. And that's really the hardest part. It's hard to figure out, you know, what parts to completely cut out. For example, if it's too long of an interview, like what do you leave out? And honestly, I rarely leave out whole questions, but sometimes if there's really long responses, you have to pare it down. It's also sometimes just technically really hard, like especially now I'm recording through Zoom. So we're not in a recording studio with professional microphones. So there's background noise, there's clocks that tick in the background, there's emails that ping. And um, it's tricky to try to get rid of that stuff. So it's not distracting from the listener. And then there's always the decision that I have to make during the editing process of making a perfect product with no breath sounds and no awkward pauses and no ums versus creating something authentic. And it's always a battle between the two. So I, I try not to polish it up too much. I really want it to be an authentic representation of our conversation. Um, and I, I go back and forth between over editing versus under editing all the time. What would you go back and tell your early podcasting self? 
Wow. I think I would tell myself a couple things. Um, one, I feel like I'm getting better at, but that would be don't obsess so much over editing because the little things that I'm editing out, you know, when you're in a car in traffic, when you're running, you're not really going to hear those little things. And so I try not to be so obsessive about making a perfect product. That also allows me to put out two episodes a month on my own. And then I would say this is something I need to be better about moving forward, but just be bold about who you ask to be a guest. There um, were a couple people that I had just kind of cold, cold emailed that aren't here at the university or aren't people that I run into in the hallway. And I just asked them if they would be interested and they've always said yes. Um, So I think, you know, don't undersell yourself. People are interested in telling their story. Podcasting can now show up on a CV. So it's also, you know, good for the guests to have, um, have had this conversation and be able to put it on their CV. So I think I just need to be better about not being afraid to ask some of those reach guests. So Uh, Maybe we'll have the Dalai Lama next season as I get a little (laughs) bit more bold. But yeah, I certainly need to get outside the institution a little more. Sure. I'm always surprised at how, especially in the teaching um, and medicine community, everyone is so happy to reach out and uh, participate in each other's education. Mm -hmm. Um, So at the end, what would you like to leave us with as a teaching pearl? You know, I ask this question on every episode and it's really hard to think about what's the one thing I'd like to leave us with today. I think I would have to say, say yes to opportunities when you can, because you never know what doors they will open. My ability to do this podcast is uh, supported through a role that I have with GME that affords me some protective time to work on these types of professional development um, offerings for trainees and for faculty. And if I didn't say yes to that position, I wouldn't have had the bandwidth to do this podcasting adventure that I love. And so I know we often think about, you know, what do we need to say no to? What do we need to take off the, off the table, off the list, which I think is also a very healthy skill. But I'd say if you have it in your bandwidth, don't be afraid to say yes sometimes because you never know uh, what could happen from there. And you might end up finding something you really love. I love that. What a great piece of advice for life in general. Just say yes and see what happens. I love that. All right. Well, thank you so much for saying yes to letting me host today. This is really fun. This is the first time I've ever hosted a podcast. So it's so, so fun getting to hear about the process and learning more about that as a curriculum type of development and just hearing more about social media and medicine and connecting all of those different aspects of of life. So thank you so much for allowing me to participate today. Thanks so much for listening to the last episode of this season. Please let me know what topics you are interested in exploring next year and reach out if you are interested in being a guest. Please subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Teaching in Med. Happy holidays and have a great new year.